essential scares podcast um the only show that dares to ask the question is it essential i am your host i broke them and with me today as always is bobby we've discovered today that try as i might i will never be able to find my way into horny tiktok hi and alan here we are you (laughs) audience you don't even know what we just went through we're not going to rehash it here let's talk about a movie uh well yeah yeah we have got a show for you today we are uh basically finishing up more or less the nightmare on elm street franchise with what is perhaps the first of the meta slashers that's right today we're talking about wes craven's new nightmare but before we get into it bob arino has a spoiler reno I do. This will serve as your first one and only spoilerino for the hit film Wes Craven's New Nightmare. If you do not want Wes Craven's New Nightmare spoilerinoed for you, (laughs) please skip to the time code and a description of our show notes for our essential spoiler-free discussion. Watching this movie, I have but one question. Is Robert Englund Freddy Krueger? Or a coward. Alan. All right, time for my Sinoparino. Uh We have this film. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Where it opens with uh, what is clearly uh, a movie set that is doing a new nightmare film of some kind. Um, he said the name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Only to find out that Heather, also Nancy, but also Heather is in a dream this whole time, and she's shaken awake by an earthquake that may or may not have actually happened. Um, comes to find out that uh, there are she's being stalked. She's haunted in some way by her past experiences uh, of being within the Nightmare franchises, and things get spookier and spookier as a stalker uh, calls her, and her son slips deeper and deeper into what can only be described as, like, Freddy mania. Um, you know, things are kind of ambiguous. Is it really happening? What's going on? And then everything's made very clear when her husband is brutally murdered in what is clearly a Freddy Krueger murder. So Krueger has decided to leave the films and come into the real life to get us all. And let's open it from there. So that Freddy Krueger's a tulpa. Freddy Krueger's a tulpa. It's amazing. That, that, that earthquake did happen. That one, yeah, that I know. One did I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying because oh. there's like later in the films, they're like, that, we must have just missed that one, or there was a also, big truck that went by. Also, uh, Heather Langenkamp, the, like in this movie, really channeled the experience of actually being stalked. Oh, in this movie, which yeah. is really kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A large majority of this film is just Wes Craven talking to people that he's friends with because he, he's like he was actually. Him and Heather Langenkamp are close. She was, she was in a lot of his movies. Like that kind of so that like, seemed genuine. If, if I, this is probably by a landslide the best acted film in the entirety of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and I don't even think it's remotely close. Like you could maybe say like there's bits of the first one that have its moments. Like I mean, the This Is God is like that's classic. But like as a total film, there's actually acting here. Like. And it's ironic considering that it's the real world meta, as 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 we said. I think this movie came out too early. I think that's a good place to start with this because this movie's really good, but also like it's way too Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like it's it's way too inner Hollywood for like I think a lot of people in the early nineties to give a shit about. Like it feels it feels like like what, this is clearly a first draft for Scream. Yeah, 100%. Right? This walks like, a Scream could run. Yes. The problem with it is it's too close to home for Wes Craven. Because it's it, it, it's essentially like... It's it's like the end... It's like the latter Stephen King's A Dark Tower books. Where, where Stephen King comes out of his cocaine haze and goes, I've got a great idea. What if I write myself into the books? <laughs> uh and they're like it's really good it's really cool if you if you're into mm-hmm. that but i can see how a lot of people could be turned off by it 
especially considering I'm where not. things ended with like w- with what this with what the nightmare franchise is and then what this movie kind of became um it's definitely yeah. not i i can't imagine if you're you know hanging out at the local movie theater in like 1993 and you're like oh did you hear that Wes is doing a new nightmare didn't it come out in 94 right is that right yeah just okay so like i I can't imagine like you hear oh there's a new nightmare movie coming out and this is what you would think it would be you know and i think that's that's kind of the point yeah i mean i i I agree that that's the point right that it was unexpected but i mean also like kind of the whole you know this i disagree i think with with bobby's point that this movie is too hollywood i think for the mid 90s like you know, I think movies about Hollywood were always have always been successful, right? And it's not like this was like you know the first movie like that. And um, you know, there was this period of time where they started showing more like backlots, even with silly movies like uh, Looney Tunes. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And you know, I mean, and and to to Alan's point, I mean, yeah, like is that the movie that you would? have expected it to be no but i mean think about where you know the last movie and ended right and then try and and i don't know how much you know like research or like how much you've tried to put yourself into you know the era even over like what but like the the freddy culture at the time i mean this movie does a really good job of putting you there even if you didn't know what it is like this this movie is not an exaggeration of what Freddy culture was like, right? If anything, they underplay what it was like. And I think that that really, I mean, like legitimately though, like Mm -hmm. we were all alive when this movie came out and I mean, I knew (laughs) my, my larger point is like Freddy mania was still huge. Like, like we were all one. If that, when this movie came out, right. But no, if, I was maybe one. What when, when did this? What was when did this movie released? Ninety four. What what like what date in ninety four? Yeah, somebody else do research for once. That's right. Someone else do o- live October fourteenth, nineteen ninety. So both I was one two. years old. Suck a so dick, thir- Bobby. Early two. Yeah, early two. <laughs> okay, so I was one years old, right? And and you guys were two, right? But like, give us like again, maybe four to five years later right freddy krueger was still a hot commodity yeah like I mean, freddy that... krueger is hot now I and mean, people are still asking for new nightmare on elm street movies now which they shouldn't do that's just me but like, you know uh, you know i mean even like like i've you know you still see people dress up as freddy every single year i mean like freddy yeah. is is an icon i mean but we've talked we've talked about that in other episodes yeah. but like yeah absolutely that's true i think i i think my larger point just to kind of rebut your idea of like Hollywood is like this movie is so insider baseball mm-hmm. like that it and, 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 and so personal that it, it, it it's it, it, but like in but it a only, weird it only way. has one I I I, I, I just feel like the one there's so the many core, moments no the like the core concept you know like just like it bit being about a movie that is being made you know theoretically mm-hmm. right and about like even the the stalker element or yeah. like her so, being afraid of her own movie like these things these things are there but they're not like they're not so big and so looming that they would take you out of it i think if you're personal and there's other there's plenty plenty of movies that are about like making plays or about writing books or about whatever and like those are obviously personal and about a, a creative art form that you may not be part of like i just don't so let me let me be clear, because I think for a lot of non-horror fans, New Nightmare is largely like forgotten. So I'm not saying this from a personal well, standpoint, right? It, my, I'm more, I'm more so largely trying to like because I love this movie. This movie kicks ass. Like <clears throat> this, this movie straight up kicks ass. Let me be clear on that what i'm arguing what i'm arguing isn't that this movie doesn't kick ass i'm arguing is like why do people forget about this movie why do people like kind of like and i think because it being as personal as it is how insider baseball it is and like how it is very much kind of like a return to form to the original freddy krueger 
like some of it for a lot of people it is very jarring and very like like because a, a, it's a huge flip it's like a flip on its head it is it is very it's very much like as flipped on his head it as like again i'm gonna i'm gonna fight fight with this because as much as Wes craven didn't like nightmare 2 there 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 are some weird elements here of that of it just being kind of like what's going on is she crazy is is she is she the killer is the kid the killer what's happening here like happening that i think is fairly interesting it could this all just be coincidental and we're just getting in the mind of heather lane camp going insane like and and the fact that everybody is playing themselves it's just it's a weird movie it's a successful movie and a good movie but it's weird and we can't pretend that it's not right and that's that's I'm, large, I'm not, more I'm largely not, my point i'm not saying it's it's not weird i'm saying that i don't think that those things are why it's not as remembered in the in the consciousness i mean like we, you know like it's came out at an odd time for nightmare and for slashers in general and not like because of its subject matter i think any seventh nightmare movie would have been in a weird spot releasing that weekend first of all um and releasing in 94 i mean horror was very different at, at that point and like i think even considering how much people loved freddy krueger like you know people just didn't show up for it right i mean that and this was before it was known of what the movie was like really about or well you know once before word of mouth even had a chance to spread i mean it just didn't do that well and it didn't even get first in the box office something weekend it should have well it it didn't make first in box office because pulp fiction opened that weekend Ooh, yeah but yeah but what we're, we're gonna talk about one of the greatest movies of all time <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like think think about the '90s, right? I, mean, I didn't that, know that actually. That, that now I feel like an idiot. I really had no idea that Paul Function opened the same weekend as that. That's, that's a tough one. I, 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 did, yeah. I just think that there's more there's more at play here than just you know the 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 type of movie that that it is, which I, and not you know the the type being you know like the meta elements, you know the Hollywood elements. Like, I I wouldn't say that that has no impact, but I don't think that. I think that maybe you're uh, associating a little bit more with that than like, I was just trying to rationalize why, because again, let me be very clear. I watched this movie the entire time being like, fuck, this is sick. Fuck. This is cool. Oh Uh, my God. I'm I love this. I'm having a lot of fun with this. I'm having a ton of fun. This is like the most fun I had with a nightmare movie since like two, right. Where it's just like, and we've been watching these movies for fucking weeks at this point. This is the most fun in this entire series that I've had watching this movie since shocker like sure. legitimately and I, and so i was like yeah this is just this is a good movie right and i'm like how is this movie not well received and that's the answer i got the other part that i desperately wanted to talk about and I, it was my spoiler warning is robert england freddy krueger in this or is he a coward i'm what still you, what 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 is that he just mean? So like he like th- there's like an imp there's like a scene right in this movie where it's like kind of implied that like he has to finish the job, like as if like he has got to take the role of Freddy Krueger on, but also he just like Heather Lane Kemp calls him and he's like yeah I'm gone, so like did he just like discover realize that everybody is in danger and then just fucking bail, or did he become because like you don't see freddy krueger until he like at all you see him for like half a second when he's pulling uh what she's in the dream but you don't see freddy krueger out in the real world unless you see him like uh except for the one scene where you see like uh after after robert england's gone then you see him like show up a whole bunch and so the question is did he did robert england disappear and become freddy krueger or did Robert England realize what was going on and was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, and did like the, and disappear thing from, from the memes. <laughs> uh, I can say with 100% honesty that I didn't think about that at all. Really? I've thought about it. I've thought about yeah. it every time I've watched this. That movie. was, I've thought I thought about, about every I time I've watched the same question movie. where I was like, did he become Freddy or did he just, what happened here? Because he just stopped. Did he yeah, just like because no, he because he, he tells Heather, "I'll talk to you tomorrow," and then fucking packs up like like if we're playing this like totally honestly, he's like, 
you're not crazy. Shit's weird. He draws a painting of Freddy Krueger and goes, I need to get the fuck out of California right now. Like, that is like, like, and like Robert Englund, like, is just like, yeah, I'll be a coward for this movie or I'll become Freddy Krueger. It's not quite clear. Like, so what do you think happens? And if he does, Wes Craven, Wes Craven goes, my two very good friends, one of them has to kill the other one. It's the only way we could stop Freddy for good. Like, this movie is like, it's so fucked up. It's amazing. I really enjoy it. But like, this question is like right there and it is never clearly answered. And I like, I love movies that ask that question because like, like, it doesn't feel like a plot hole. It feels like a, it's up to interpretation. Like, and that's fun. That's very, I like, I've, I've never, I've always asked that question. I've never felt bad about it. And I, it's actually one of the main reasons I love this movie. Cause it's like, yeah, Robert Englund's a really fun character actor, but also is he a coward or is he Freddy Krueger? What's <laughs> happening in this movie? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, love I, it. I, uh, I can't say I have a, a super, a fully formed opinion on that. I guess <laughs> I would lean towards him becoming Freddy because that's how the rest of the movie works. I think inter- I think internal logic would dictate that he becomes Freddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it so, so wait so 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 in the world of this movie, Heather Langenkamp and their young son burn Robert Englund alive. True, but he's Freddy Krueger at the time, so like actually. Yeah. They mutilate and murder Robert Englund. Well, just remember, like, that all happened in the dream world. So, you know, who knows what happened? That's very fair. That's he just very, burned yeah. alive in his bed or whatever, you know? And then he wakes up. He's like, oh, my God. I need to come back from Aspen. <laughs> so I have some questions. I, 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 now I don't know if I have the answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting an answer from you and you failed. How do we feel about... One time in 95 episodes, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel about the new look of Freddy? That's like, wait, wait, no, wait, wait, pause, pause. That's not true. We've been asking you for episodes on the Shocker, about, about your review on Shocker, and you had zero answers for us every time. Yeah, but that wasn't an opinion, a... And a question about, you know, the movie itself regarding a movie that you know that I have watched. I mean, you're just asking me every single week, like, hey, have you watched this movie yet? Have you watched this movie yet? You could ask me that question for years and the answer will be no. But it needs to be yes by next week. It needs to be yes. Well, I don't mean like shocker specifically, uh, you know, just in general, you know, yeah, you can yeah, just ask me about a movie, you know, I mean, you know, and I'll, I'll I surely, ask him surely I'll like, watch yeah. shocker, you know. Okay. Surely. Tonight, tonight. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch this. So how do we feel about Freddy's new <laughs> new look and the new claw and all that jazz? Uh, the new look is uh, maybe I would say it's like the third or fourth best <laughs> look. I like it, but like, I don't know. I mean, it being like the demon's interpretation of what like, the you know, the Freddy is supposed to look like, right? Because mm-hmm. it's this. You know, the whole concept, right, is that it's not actually darker, scary, actual. Yeah, it's a real demon that it's a real Tulpa taken, you know, to liking, you know, the the aesthetics of Freddy Krueger and make make has has made it its own. And in that context, I mean, there are things about it that I love, like I like the makeup. I don't think it's as good as like the original look or some of the refined ones in the in the latter entries, but it's cool it's different it's easy to look at and it still looks like freddy which i think is is a big part yeah. of it. it it looks less like a burned person which is probably is really intentional and i like that um and i love the claw the, claws the claw is, is phenomenal uh, yeah. i i agree i, I, I love yeah. you know reaching back the original nightmare on elm street the claw was supposed to be like in his fingers right that was the original idea and i love that they brought that back for this one and uh, it yeah. looks great. Super cool claw. Well, they, yeah. Love the trench coat. Love the trench coat. Um, well, they also do this thing where they 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 <coughs> give him a super Freddy physique, mm-hmm. but like they like they they put they put Robert Englund in a muscle suit, which is very yeah. funny to me. Uh, but like weirdly, it, it again super Freddy sucks. We all yeah. agree. Super Freddy's except for Corbin. Who we don't wrong. all agree. Cor- yeah. Cor- <laughs> we all agree except for Corbin, who is wrong. It's all good. It's fine. Right? So you and Alan but, agree. We don't all agree. We all agree. 
Except for Corbin, who is wrong. It's fine. It's all good. I'm objectively right all the time. Uh, but, like, this proves once and for all that Super Freddy should have just been Robert Englund in a muscle suit. Because yeah, I mean, even Freddy, like, even it, Super Freddy enjoyers such as myself agree with that. <laughs> cannot imagine enjoying Super Freddy. World's strongest Super what, Freddy enjoyer. What is not? What is not? To world's enjoy, weakest. Yeah. Wor- world's weakest new nightmare fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good golly. So, how do we think the meta narrative uh, s- succeeded or failed in this film? Uh. I think it succeeds in every way except for the conversation that Heather has with Wes, which is a little bit info-dumpy. It's a little bit much. It's kind of a long scene. It's in the very middle of the movie, and they just explain the whole thing. They just, they literally sit down and two characters just, they just explain it to you. (laughs) How does Wes Wes Craven know all of it? How does he know well, all and, of it? And what's fr- Because he's the, been the dealing man. with it, right, for the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and what's frustrating the about that scene, is that too, known. <laughs> is, like, earlier in the film, um, John is like, yeah, Wes told me, you know, he was up to the point where uh, Dylan, you know, God wouldn't take Dylan. And it's like, that's, like, such a better way to talk about a meta narrative with, like, those, like, interactions characters have with Wes Craven himself. By the way, Robert says Robert's, that. okay, I wasn't sure it was Robert or John. Um... But yeah, no, that's like that's a phenomenal way to like do the meta narrative thing. Like it works so well there, but then they kind of just go, "Hey, here's the whole movie. You're welcome." I think it's. I think that. I think except for the obviously, yes, we're all in agreement. Uh, I'm gonna add my own sin. I think it's better the older you watch it, because as more and more information comes out, you recognize that like. Yeah, Wes Craven, Heather Langenkamp, Robert Englund, all of them had, like, parts to play in this because every single one of them, like, their versions of themselves are weirdly accurate to who they were at the time. Like, Robert Englund was very much like, let's let this Freddy Krueger thing run for as long as fucking possible, baby. Let's do it. I'm fine with it. I like it. I love being Freddy. Everything's cool. Everything's dope. He's still, to this day, and you tell him, hey, I want you to play a cameo where you're a dream doctor, like, in latter episode like in mid seasons of supernatural he shows up as like and he's like oh yes i put i make you die for a couple hours and then i bring you uh, for a couple minutes and i bring you out so you can experience the joy of death it's the sleep of death or whatever it's like he's super into that shit right? heather langkamp was like i'm done i i love wes craven i he's he's a very good friend of mine but like i want to do tv roles i want to do family friendly shit and like she came back to it because Wes Aster and like the stalker shit, like it's just like it's so true to what the people were living in at that time, right? Even the fact that like they got an actor to play her husband, but her husband quite literally was a special effect artist that she met on the set of the original mm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, yeah, like that's a like that's real. Like everything about it is just so real, and like you you read into it, it's like oh fuck, that's sick. Like it's like just how real they made the sh- the movie. And, like, it's something that I think that you couldn't I, – I, 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 that I think adds to the movie being an experience, right? But you couldn't have seen that, like, watching this in 94, right? Because we don't have a Wikipedia article on every each individual actor that tells me what they were doing in the early 90s, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was like, oh, yes, New Nightmare does t- tells all about this. Hooray! Like <laughs> – it's it's like simultaneously like the meta narrative is talking about like how Freddy Krueger has affected them as as like literal human beings as well as like how like the lands like the landscape of Freddy Krueger. It's very cool. It's very interesting. The meta dump exists because the rest of the like because I don't think you're ever going to get a good explanation of what's going on in this movie without a meta dump. I think it's necessary. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, that's the, like that's the other thing about the meta dump, right? It's like, yeah, like I don't know how you could have passed along all that information. Like, it is kind of a lot, and yeah. even going further, like it is a little bit weird from a storytelling perspective, from a movie's perspective. But viewing New Nightmare as real life, you know, that's what it would have happened. I mean, he would have just sat there and told her everything. Like that's how that's how real life does does work. Yeah, it's like it's just oh, dude, weird yeah, for you a gotta movie. Like... <laughs> listen this is like yeah yeah if if, like literally it's like by the way guys um 
Bobby being objectively right has actually formed its own demon inside of us. And I've been trying to hold it back for years with us doing this podcast, but uh, I need Corbin to prove me wrong one more time. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Actually, it's in my script that I have right now. No, here. no, no, no. Cor- Cor- Corbin, Corbin would, would, would go to the, go out of state and i would ha- go to indiana and it would be, be up to alan the entire oh, god. time god we're fucked demons coming on <laughs> it's true oh, boy. but 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 corbin's child's having sleep problems now yeah <laughs> so i one thing I, I did, so we've kind of been all over the place with this film. Let's let's gush a yeah. little bit. We haven't done any gushing. I'm down to gush, and there are certain I'm things. I've gush. gushed a lot. That's I, I not mean, true. I, I've gushed the entire time for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I maybe okay, I'm. Gushed. Uh, oh, you definitely have not, have not gushed. Uh, no, so you, maybe yeah. you should. Maybe you go first. You go first. Go gush. I go gush. Yeah. Fucking gush on us. Loved the blood gush in this all over. film. I don't know what it is about the specific <laughs> blood, but like. It is just so good because it's so like it's not evil dead over the top, but it kind of flirts with that a little bit, specifically like right in the beginning when like the claw just is like shaking while it's in the dude's chest and it's just like shooting. It's awesome. It's so ridiculous. Um, And then Julie's kill. My God, how good. Freddie, like, is, loved it so much they had to do it twice. It's so good. Yeah, such, such a callback. It's the such kill call the first, it's, I yes, know, it's, it's the but same it's kill. so good. It's still that good. I love it. It yeah. feels good. No, it, it feels good. It feels yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I like it because it's par- obviously it's part of that, like, overarching sequence, right, of, like, the world becoming the first movie with, you know, Heather becoming Nancy and then, like, the literally, creation. Like, yeah, it's perfect. That is, that is, I think, the best transition they've done to tell us that you're in a dream without directly saying you're in a dream. You know what? No, no, dude. Best bit. Best bit in the entire thing. The breadcrumbs? Like, they, they ham-fist this breadcrumbs so hard. You're like, okay, so like there's going to be, like, a, a trail. And then they make it the pills? Fucking like genius sleeping pills like oh my god like you little because like you see the little yellow sleeping pills it's like whatever fine sleeping pills and like you don't even think about it but then they like then all of a sudden she's like the breadcrumbs and they're the little yellow sleeping pills like oh genius oh my god so smart so like oh oh sorry that actually that like, and, I, and I, so i watched it i watched it uh with my wife and that was the big thing that we had a conversation about that after the fact they were like, oh, you know, if this was a modern movie, she would have died from taking those pills. Like they, the movie would have had a very different ending, I think, because like yeah. she, I mean, she really slammed those sleeping pills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she has to die to save her son or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, but um, not that I'm looking for you know Heather uh, to to have died in this movie. I love the way that it that it goes, but yeah, I think it's beautiful. Um. So did we uh did we all catch our insidious crossover with this one? Yes. Yes. Incredible, right? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I so was like, good. what the fuck? What is she yeah. doing in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, Elise. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like yeah. the nurse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you doing here? <laughs> well, cause like again, right, insidious is I guess anything that has that do with like dream and sleep automatically be, like gets compared to a nightmare in Elm Street. Yeah. Right? But like but Insidious really does kind of have a lot, to, a lot to do with Nightmare. Yeah, like, I mean, even even Darth Maul Goblin has like a claw hand. Yep, like and his little workshop and yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I maybe Bobby I, loves uh, Insidious. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm not gonna lie. When I compare it to The Conjuring, I think I do. Uh. Like yeah, I didn't I think, enjoy. Did, you I, did say that when we watched Insidious. Yeah, I, I, I didn't enjoy those movies that much, and obviously I didn't enjoy those movies that, that much. But like, those movies do stick with you. Like, you, like there are a lot of really memorable scenes. Like it's, it's like, I think it's like the same thing with like, no, because like Saw's super goofy because it's a, it's a soap opera filled with gore, right? Like. Like, but opera. like insidious is just is just highs and lows right because like you get like a boom and it's like eh, 
and it's like oh what but wait here it is and then it's like eh like i don't like oh i'm gonna go see the next insidious movie i can't wait probably i'm pumped for the next one and and i'm gonna be honest with you and i'll be honest with you i didn't see scream in theaters and i feel (laughs) real bad about that i didn't see a lot of movies in theaters i haven't had time to see see evil dead either did you yeah, oh, I didn't no, see not, Evil Dead. Is it, is I it, is it, yeah, no, I, is it still in theaters? It's still in. Yeah. Oh, I, I might. I'm. If, if I've got two weeks weekends ahead of me, I've got, I've got time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I will be seeing Evil Dead in theaters. That, that will happen. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Uh, because again, favorite movie franchise of all time. Love me seeing sure. Evil Dead. But we're not talking. But about anyway, a so great I, franchise. I, I, we're talking I about have different gush. franchises. I have two other, two other points of of of, of gush uh to, of to, to fruit gusher out of out of me um so there were a couple of uh uh quotes that i that i really loved but there was there was one when they were talking about killing freddy and heather was like you can't get rid of freddy or uh and she says every kid knows about freddy he's like santa claus or king kong and i was like man like what a what a great line that really like wraps it all up you know like the whole culture about freddy krueger and and the truth about him too you know even today like he is one of those uh horror characters that like everybody just you just know even if you've never seen nightmare you know you just know. would you say that he's arguably the most iconic horror movie character of all time uh i mean him or michael myers right it's got to be one of them Oh yes, him or Michael. I I agree, him or Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said for weeks, and you all fought me on it. All fought me on it because you're like Jason Voorhees, Jason Voorhees. No, it's Freddy Krueger, then probably Michael, then probably Freddy, then Pinhead. Freddy, Michael, Freddy, Pinhead. He says. <laughs> That's a J- oh yeah. yeah no no no. I, yeah, I, 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 I stand by that. I, I actually honest. Jason Voorhees. I actually would say, and this is, and I love jason Voorhees, i love friday so 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 much but i think that the reality is that especially right now uh ghost face is much higher than yeah you know, no I mean, that's fair yeah it's probably, yeah, it's probably is having face, such yeah. such a renaissance and not that yeah. you know he ever lost it in popularity so like that's yeah. gotta be it um, oh yeah and go yeah yeah that's fair that 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 that's my bad that's my bad <laughs> That's on me. Yeah, That's yeah, on me. Yeah, looking only to the 80s. See, there it is. I've stopped. I've stopped the the objectively correct demon. <laughs> uh The other thing I loved about this movie is that, like, so this Freddy, this the demon Freddy, is so much lighter on quips. It's much more like the first yeah. movie, but even less so. But he, but the one great line right is right before he kills Julie, and he looks at Dylan and he says, "Hey, Dylan." you ever play skin the cat and then he drags her up the ceiling like that was great like that's like that was such a great callback to the version of freddy that i think people really fell in love with right like the quips right before something just like absolutely disgusting um and that the latter movies really lost it over a little bit yeah Yeah. okay so to that point yeah they bring back the implication that freddy is kind of a child molester because like there's that it's it's very small it's a throw it's a throwaway scene but like it's super fucked up she picks up the phone and fred just goes i touched him and then he like like spits up like white shit and it's just like he also that's super fucked uh, up heather when he does that too which is very gross like it's just like there's just that like implication that like yeah freddy krueger still fucking diddled kids right like there's just this like oh we'll codify that in the in, uh, in freddy versus jason very clearly no we won't freddy versus there's another thing we'll codify it and i don't we're not doing spoilers to that movie yet but goddamn, that was a bad call uh, you'll see you'll get there uh but yeah it, i thought it was really cool because again just like i was like what the fuck like oh oh like you just get that moment of just like i touched him like what the fuck is that like mm-hmm. and then they leave it alone for the rest of the movie that's really fun like they're not fun but you know what i mean like it's just like like that like there's just that <laughs> no, fucked yeah, up no, implication we, yeah 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 yeah, we got, yeah. We got yeah well i i heard what i said and i need yeah to correct it. I, well, it's okay i think every i think i think you know it was understood i would say it was understood i don't um, know about that but i'm gonna be very clear <laughs> no bad it's bad but it was like it's one of those like it's a it's a fucked up narrative plot that you're like okay like yeah. are they gonna do more with this or mm-hmm. not and they don't and i think it's probably the better better choice 
but yeah i mean i don't know and overall i think that they what this movie this movie does really well besides you know the meta elements and the actual slasher elements of it all was like it being in a weird way kind of its own like requel you know like it kind of remakes the first movie in like the real world uh the throwbacks to the original movie are just done in such a great way that it's super obvious without being like ham-fisted or corny you know like <clears throat> freddy stretching his arms out or like the stairs you know turning into like the you know the sunken steps mm-hmm. or uh my favorite favorite part was <laughs> when nancy enters the dream world and she's nancy properly and she turns around and sees the house and like the original theme song comes on and it's just like oh what a great what a great little yeah. bit yeah that whole that bit. whole transition into the dream world at the end is like it's so so good yeah can i give a weird thing that i noticed sure uh yeah. there is like a pretty awesome um this is like acting wise uh variance in death acting like there's a guy who gets there's a guy who's like who like screams like a baby there's a guy who like screams very much like masculinely like there's like like there's a lot of very there's variance in the way people die in this movie in a very interesting way where it's like where it's like you don't see that in every movie like usually you see people act like a lot of the men act in like one particular way. Every so often you'll see somebody who like really understands the assignment and like goes like, okay, what would it be like to not want to die and and die in that moment? Like, and then they do like the, you're pissing and shitting your pants type death, but like you get the whole gambit of deaths here. It's super mm-hmm. cool. Like again, even like Julie, her, her death is like, it's very much like a quote unquote, like very feminine girl death, but she still does like the final girl, like Dylan, uh, get get out of here go go run like that type of stuff where it's like i don't know it's just very everybody everybody who dies in this movie is a really fucking good job at it and like i just like i it was like this is, i've seen this movie three times and this is like the first time i noticed that like like oh fuck like everybody like fucking like they go for it on, on getting killed so like especially the second guy in the dream where, he, where he's like vibrating it reminded me of uh the original fear street where the girl gets like thrown through the, the bread cutter or he's just like, he's just like panicking and like, no, 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 please, please. Like, 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 it's just like, like, that's, that's fucked. That's pretty yeah. fucked up right there. Like, so, man, what yeah. a great, what a great scene. <sighs> that's so good. That scene's great. Great opening. But we're not here to talk about how good or bad that scene is. We're here to talk about how good or bad <laughs> Nightmare on Elm or uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. Wrong. Bad wrong. Now, now, if we were going to do that, we would have to uh, make our choice on a scale of zero to five with half points allowed uh, to determine just how good or bad this film is. How do we want to start? Spoilers abound. Yeah. True. True and proper. You you pick who goes first. Bobby. Shit. Um <laughs> shit. Uh honestly, when I think I think three point five out of five. How many? I think three and a half. Three and a half wow. out of five. Hmm. Um I liked it a lot. Um, but there's some flaws in this movie. That info dump is is a lot. Um there's some choices that I, I we didn't really talk a lot about that I disagree with. Again, this movie almost at times feels too personal where like I can understand why people would understandably ter- be turned off by it where it's like, okay, like, like I don't need to know about these people's lives. And, and there's like, there's parts of this movie where like, Things happen, but again, for like maybe a, a normie, it does not feel like anything happens. Where it's just like there's a lot of like talking and like, oh yeah, should you be in the new movie? And it's just like, okay, okay, so like let's get like the plot's always happening, but sometimes it doesn't feel like it is. And so like, I it's not it's not necessarily it's it's not pacing issues, but there's vibe issues. Do you get what I mean when I say that? 
like there's no there's not issues with the okay i don't know i mean i I, I do i i do but i'll I'll, yeah you you, i do but like you know what i mean yeah like there's there it's not there's not issues with pacing but there's some issues with vibes uh so three and a half out of five for me uh okay so i'm gonna go next right away because i uh i just i just disagree with that you know and i think that like especially if you listen if you know if you listen to all the way you know some of bobby's points he just made he made right in the beginning and i disagreed then and, and i i yeah like it is a very different vibe you know and i think that that is all for the better you know i mean yeah the plot is always happening in character there's a lot of scenes of characters just talking and uh getting through things right but it's never poorly acted it's never poorly paced and i think that you know movies with a lot of conversational scenes are are totally fine and i think that you know this movie has a lot of them and yeah like the actual slashing isn't as uh you know 100 miles per hour as some of the other ones have been or as its peers often have been but i think especially for a 90s uh slasher of this style i think it, it felt appropriate uh i really really love this movie um i don't know if i made that apparent honestly during the review but this is uh probably my second favorite of the entire franchise and i I think it's probably the second best um so i am gonna give this a four and a half out of five which is the same score that i gave dream warriors i think it's a little bit better than dream warriors but you know not not all the way up to a five it does have what did i give dream warriors uh Uh, three and a half Okay, so let me let me <laughs> so there you go. my score right now. <laughs> let me let me go ahead and addend my score. It's a four out of five. I'm sorry. Okay. Let me be very clear. It, it, this is way better than Dream Warriors. Um, I I still stand by some some of these points. Uh, uh, but it's it is either the second or the third. I really, really, really. I was really smitten with two. I yeah, really like you two were a lot. really in on two. But yes. yeah, so. So yeah, so yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I want to be very no, clear on that. I did not check yeah. my score beforehand. I, I, it's a four for me. Like I, like this at least a half a point, maybe a full point above Dream Warriors for sure. So four out of five. Sorry, not to, no. not to steal you, yeah, but no, but you're, you you you're remind I mean, me that that's something basi- I need to look into. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I'm basically you know I'm at the end here, but you know the point is just that I I really love this movie and I love what it does uh, for uh, for the genre and for the franchise and um i'm a huge west craven guy so i'm a little bit biased but they know that's just big same <laughs> so. yeah, big same. yeah I, I know i agree with you all right Alan, take i was in a little bit of a weird position with this film um so i enjoyed this movie i think this movie is as i mentioned in the beginning this is the best acted film probably of all of them because it's it kind of, if if this movie was acted poorly, boy, would we we would be having a very different discussion right now, especially with just yeah. oh, the sheer yes, amount of plot absolutely. that hinges on like these character interactions and all this stuff. Um, this really wasn't what I thought this movie was going to be. I kind of briefly looked at it and saw meta narrative, and I'm like, okay, this is Wes Craven. I don't need to read further. I no more notes. I understand what's going to happen here. And while I did get that, it. It definitely was the first draft of that, or at least the first draft of that being so very central to everything. All that being said, I enjoyed this movie, and it's definitely one I like more compared to the like others than the franchise, but I'm at a three out of five on this one. Um, it didn't have as much of the things that I kind of want out of Nightmare. Like, I do enjoy the wackiness of like dream warriors, for example. And I didn't think that that's what I was going to get with this by any stretch of the imagination. But I also kind of wanted something more like this movie. I I finished this movie and it left me wanting like I Mm -hmm. definitively was like, I, this was interesting, but it wasn't exactly all that I thought it would be out of, you know, Wes Craven, Wes Craven coming back to the nightmare franchise. So left me in a little bit of a weird position where I have to, it is objectively a good movie. It's objectively above average, if you ask me, especially considering its peers. Um, but for me, not much more than that. Which was sad, because I wanted to love this movie a lot. I'm glad I went up to four. I just want to be clear on that. I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm glad I changed my mind. 
I bring up the heel, man. I don't know what to tell you. The three and a half didn't feel right when I heard what I gave uh, Dream Warriors. I just want to be clear. I'd like, But hey, me changing my score mid-spoiler cast is not all we do on this show. Oh. We also decide whether or not Wes Craven's A New Nightmare is essential to horror as a whole. Now, of course, dear listener, you've listened to this podcast enough to know that it's spoiler-free. However, I think that we should go in um, the order in which uh, we did the reviews for the first part. And I will start off by saying that um, if you listen to the spoiler cast, Corbin kind of answered the question for us for us both. When I say, I think yes, uh, this is the first meta slasher uh, I, I think that we can really think of. Um this movie very much feels like it walked so Scream could run. Um, it is the last in the mainstay canon for a traditional uh, A Nightmare in Elm Street movie. It uh, It is the last A Nightmare in Elm Street movie to star Robert England that was called a has a nightmare in the title, right? Um, there's a lot of reasons why this movie belongs in essentiality. The last of which is it's actually a good movie. Um, so, like, there's a lot here to eat. There's a lot here to enjoy. There's a lot of firsts that happen to it. And it's just kind of like, it's a, it's so weird and unique. And there's something about unique movies that always make me go, this is different. This is a movie I'd always recommend. And I put it on a central score. So, for all of those reasons, I'm in essential all right corbin nice yeah so um i mean bobby bobby said it for me basically i mean there's you know some of my some of my points and some of bobby's points added on and like that's just i I think it's just that that simple right and i think that it's position in the franchise is almost irrelevant i mean i think it being the last one proper uh helps and i think it being you know the capstone basically to wes craven's nightmare on elm street trilogy you know realistically is uh pretty great um but it being the first of its kind uh in the meta meta slasher uh subgenre and also being the one that's meta in a very different way you know meta slashers after this uh, really took after uh scream which is more about the genre as a whole and this one was much more was much more introspective right about nightmare and about and the making of it and everything and um i think for it you know kickstarting that wave and also for being so unique in its theming like it's got to be yes so for me it's a yes so, do you guys know the phrase? Um, you know, like someone said it louder and then that got picked up. You know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. I feel like this is the film that got shouted over because Scream exists. While this may have been the progenitor, it is not the master. It was surpassed by its Padawan, by its own next creation, even. Um, that's not to say that this movie doesn't deserve its praises that it doesn't have a place at the table but it's it's a little harder for me to square that peg basically to be like okay so yeah it 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 gave us the start you know but it really didn't propel and i guess the question i have to answer in my head then is what does that mean in terms of essentiality do you say well yeah it was the start you don't have the start you don't have it and i get that like that makes perfect sense but at the same time it's like looking back on it with with the power of of uh, uh, being able to look back, it's like, is it really? Hind- that, I couldn't remember the word, man. I was trying <laughs> with the power with of the looking power into of, looking back. Hindsight. With the power of uh, sight into the hind. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> with 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 this mystical magical power that I can't think of. Um, it doesn't have a name. They've no, never. They've never. Could not, I could not imagine it having yeah. a, a name that makes perfect logical sense. And it's been lost to time. Yeah, it's been yeah, lost to Hind. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm All waxing right. poetically here, but at the end of the day, I am going to say yes. Um, I, I wanted to make that a lot more uh, flowery. Um, what you're going to say? Yes, yeah, I'm still saying yes. That it is essential. What? Yeah, yeah. You, your entire. It I sounded know. like you're. Oh, I know. No. And let, let me let me finish now. So. He did the reverse me. I, um, I, I, I reverse, reverse Uno card. It was great. Um, now you're drawing four. Yes, I am. <laughs> Fuck. Um, what if I actually had a pair of Uno cards right then ready for that moment? This, these that are would the things be amazing. I need to be prepared for these. But I guess at the end of the day, what, where, where I was kind of building that to. That was going to be a prop comic. <laughs> call me Carrot Top. Um, the prop comic of our, of our audio podcast. We've got video. Um, it, you know, yeah, sure. It got shouted down. Yeah, sure. It, it's not the meta slasher that became what meta slashers are. But like, Wes Craven single handedly went ahead and said, "Okay, here's here's a great idea for a slasher, and I'm gonna make three of them." And at the end of the day, I'm going to cap everything off with a new spin on the entirety of the genre, and then I'm gonna revolutionize horror and bring slashers back with my next film after that. And I don't know that he gets, I don't know that you can get to scream without having first gone through this boss fight. That is Wes Craven's new nightmare. So I think it does deserve a place in the annals of horror. So, yes. Can I add one thing? Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. So this movie feels like really, it, it's really interesting, right? Because you get Shocker. What Shocker was, there was a certain meta narrative there making fun of A Nightmare on Elm Street. And then you get a meta narrative making fun of the industry as a whole, which is Wes Craven's new nightmare. And then you get Scream, which is like, let's just make fun of horror as a whole. And I think that like, it's weird that these movies don't get talked about in the same way that like the Apocalypse trilogy doesn't get talked about, you know, like, cause like these, like now that I'm thinking about it, these three all have something there and i think part of the reason why they don't get talked about the same with the pocket because those are like three standalone movies and shocker's the only standalone movie in the and those three but they're all like like very clearly a trajectory that west craven wanted to go on and i think that i'm just taking another opportunity to talk about a movie that corbin hasn't seen uh but uh it's very good the immutable uh, shocker <laughs> speaking of a cartoon from the cw back when we were 12 uh what are handles where yeah static shocker yeah static yeah static shocker that's where we're going with it it's a static uh, shocker reference can, yeah you can find well, his me, name was uh, static shock by the way but it, it is actually it's usually just static now so <laughs> um you can find me on Twitter at Corbangerang or on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Mastodon at Vultures and Bourbon. And that is my uh, primary platform is where I talk about Warhammer and other hobby content. Uh, I try to post when I uh, paint or have other random takes regarding the hobby. Um, that is all simultaneously what I spend most of my time with doing besides this. Um, I have, though, been trying to, uh, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, I've been trying to watch a couple more movies, at least like one other movie a week, because I love like Shocker. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, and so obviously I didn't watch Shocker, uh, but in fact I did watch Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever, and I'd give it a very solid, it's okay, out of five. Uh, not an amazing movie, altogether too long, um, and the lead is outacted by literally everybody else in the movie to the surprise yeah, of i would say nobody um uh and it still like the, has all that the first you denied the vaccine <laughs> that's the one that's the one yeah. yep uh the one who was cast for a long-term uh secondary or tertiary role and suddenly thrust into the primary position that's the one whoops um, <laughs> it has all the normal mcu problems of like way too much bad cgi like an Ugh. awkward final set piece like uh strange morality plays like it's just it had a lot of potential i think and some scenes are really good but it also would have been a lot better if it was just at least half an hour shorter uh it's just like, is marvel done much. are we done with marvel i've been done with marvel since I, the end of the Infinity i think War. i think that I it's done. just like, like I needed. marvel Marvel movies are just entering into the same position as like, you know, the MCU and like comic book movies 
are not the first mega trend, you know, that we've had in cinema, no, obviously. Yeah. And I would say that, yeah, I think that it's over. You know, are I think we hitting, that the, mega are we hitting the slasher? Are we hitting the like, like the late age of slashers? Yeah, with, maybe with MCU horror is yeah. on a huge come up right now. Oh, but you just mean yeah, MCU. Yeah, comic book movies are are they're on the they're on the down. I mean, yeah, yeah. Shazam yeah. made like what forty million dollars. Like it's you know That's, it's just tough. What was the budget of that film? Of uh, three times that much at least because it's it's a comic book movie. They all cost oh, well over a hundred million dollars. Um, you know we'll still get good ones. You know you still get like the Batman two is I'm sure going to be amazing, but um. You know, whatever. Uh, besides that, I started to play Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, you know, we all love Star Wars here, and I never played it. And Jedi Survivor coming out reminded me that I never played it. So I'm working through that now, and it's it's been very fun. Um, so yeah, follow me uh, at Bolters and Bourbon or at Corbangering. You can find me at twitch.tv slash threadweenie. All my relevant socials are there. What have I been doing? Eh. Uh just been hanging out for the most part uh i played the diablo uh for the yeah. server slam this last week played a lot of diablo uh very upset at diablo um we don't need to get into it but i'm very upset uh still gonna play it day one i'm uh, not upset because you know for the same reason bobby's upset i'm yeah. not upset, uh yeah uh i yeah corbin <laughs> got lucky i did not when it came to the amount of people who were at the server at the time when i was playing uh you hate to see it yeah twice oh two times i'm sorry bob yep 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 tried two times did not happen anyway uh twitch.tv slash the red weenie follow me now so you can see me when i do stuff then you can find me at a seal punter just about anywhere um i was just up in their neck of the woods this weekend got to see my mom for mother's day and surprise her so that was real fun we got it on video of me surprising her it's great um it was a whole conspiracy between uh my sister my stepdad and and all of us so that was fun um yeah uh i haven't been doing a whole lot other than that playing my normal rounds disc golf uh it's nice the weather's good out here so you know we try to get those those reps in Gotta get some more reps of boarding actions in, though, because, uh, you know, we, we often talk about this little game called Warhammer. You guys hear us talk about it. Um, we do our Super Saturday, second Saturday of the month. We get together, have a grand old time. I host one of those a year, and it's in in, in June because it's nice out. I've got a patio. It's going to be a grand old time. So I'm hosting in June. So I have to get one prepared to win this tournament because I want a gilded title. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, and two, to host and have everybody over and have a grand old time. So, yeah, a seal punter. Just about anywhere. Nice. Uh, and you can find the podcast uh, just about anywhere at Essential Scares. We are active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we would love it if you gave us a follow. In the link uh, in our bio, you can find our Discord. Uh, and we're on there every single day talking about all sorts of stuff. Movies, music, games, and more. Um, if you ever have suggestions for us or you ever, uh, just want to chat, uh, pop in there give us a shout and we'd love to just hang out for a little bit. Um, but that wraps us up for the week. Thank you so much to everybody for listening and for watching. If you like the show, give us a thumbs up, a rating, a subscribe, a review, um, you know, hit the bell on YouTube, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, next week. We are finally, actually, basically kind of finishing the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise with the critically lauded 2010 remake. Uh, <laughs> I would say one of us is excited, one of us doesn't know what's going to happen, and one of us is not interested at all. Um, so it's going to be great. It's going to be a great week. Um, but yeah, thanks so much. And thank you to Bobby and Alan for being on the show with me this week. Yeah. Bobby's going to be so mad. I have been your host, Corbin, and this has been Essential Scares. Play that new... (laughs) Bobby, why didn't you you say that breakdown? (laughs) God damn it, Bobby.